Rachel Rutger is relatively new to the pickleball scene, but she recently won a mixed doubles national championship with her partner, Casey Cullen, in the 5.0 19-plus division. Rachel talks about how being super competitive helps her game and why it was such an asset in their comeback win. So let's get to the intro to hear from Rachel. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, Rachel Recker. How are you doing today, Rachel? I'm good, Lynn. Thanks for having me. All right. Your name came up at Nationals here recently, but before we get to that, I do want to ask you a little bit about your pickleball journey how you got started in the game and how long ago that was. Yeah. So I originally got started from a friend of mine. Her name's Cheryl Houdinas, really good friend. She was a former professional racquetball player. And we used to just work out together. And one day she said, Hey, I'm going to play pickleball. And I had really no idea what it even was, but she invited me to come along and that, is initially how I got hooked. And then one of the people there, it was around the time of the Chicago open in 2020. And so one of the people who was also new said, Hey, why don't we sign up and give it a try? And I was like, okay, let's do it. So that's how I got started. That was in about, that was in, like I said, August of 2020. And then I would say I really got like competitively hooked into it. Probably that following January of 2021 is when I decided that I want to really try and put some effort into it and play as many tournaments as I can. So, and why did you decide to to do that in terms of taking it pretty seriously? Mm -hmm. I mean, I just really liked it, and I am definitely a competitor at heart. I've always had something that I've been able to compete in. I was a college athlete. Being out of that, I was missing that competition and. I really enjoyed playing pickleball and I really liked all the people that I was playing with. So the more I kept playing it, the more I wanted to keep playing it. So I just figured, Hey, I'm just going to try my best and see what I can do. Now you've mentioned a couple of times, I think about being very competitive in a, Mm -hmm. a lot of women, not a lot of women, but I have talked to a few people on the podcast who mentioned the fact that they're super competitive What does that mean when you say that? That's a good question. I mean, I think for me personally, I'm competitive in all aspects of my life. I, for me, that really means if there's something that I can be doing and I can be winning it, or I can be better than someone else or better than what I've done in the past, that's something that I strive to do. It doesn't matter how small it is, but if I can make it a competition and try and win it. I'm going to do it. So it's just like a fire inside me that wants to to push to be the best all the time. Wow. That could seem like there could be a lot of pressure on the flip side of that. Yes, definitely there is. And that's something that I've had to learn to figure out because I do always want to perform my best and I do always want to win. But the reality of the situation is that will never always happen. It doesn't matter how good you are. And so being able to deal with those moments of frustration and those moments of failure and turn that into something positive is something that I've 
um, been trying to work on definitely. And how is it that you work on something like that? I mean, I think for me, I hate losing obviously. So whenever it happens, I try and figure out, first of all, I just let it go. It's not fun to lose, but the more time you dwell on it is just going to negatively impact you further. So I just try to find things that I think I could have done better. And I try and think about things that I'm not going to let happen the next time that situation comes around. And I just work my hardest to try and do better in that aspect. And at the end of the day, that's all you can do. So as long as I'm trying my best and giving it my all, I have to just be content with that. And how does that carry over into your training, whether on the court, off the court, diet? What is it that you're doing to be better? Yeah, so I'm definitely trying to take it super seriously. I make a commitment to myself to make sure that I get on the court a certain amount of times a week. I make sure that I'm getting in the gym and trying to strengthen myself and make myself better physically. And then in terms of diet, trying to eat healthy. And obviously I don't eat healthy seven days a week, 24 seven. I let myself splurge a bit, but, you know, just trying to be the best that I can, because if I feel like when I go out on the court, I'm slow, or I could have been, I got tired quickly. I'm going to be disappointed in, in what I could have done better while I was off the court. So just like I said, doing everything that I can to try and make myself better is what I'm doing. It sounds like you got better very quickly because you just started taking pickleball fairly seriously in January 2021. And then here, I guess it's been a couple months now, you were at the Nationals and finished first in mixed doubles in the 5.0 division. Now, how did that happen so quickly? Yeah, um, it definitely does seem quick, I guess. The year went by really fast, but I mean, I just feel like I'm a person when I set my mind to something, I give it my all and I really work um, hard at it. And when I was at regionals and I had just met Casey, that was a nice surprise to be able to do so well. And I just kept telling myself that I had nationals and it was going to be here soon and I had to really work hard. And so I know Casey and I both made sure that we were working out and staying on top of our training to make sure that we could perform as best as we could. So I tried my best to get in good games, to find drilling partners, to get in the gym and I and play tournaments to get some experience there. So those were really the things that I was focusing on in terms of nationals. Now, I believe in, at nationals in the final you had a pretty darn good comeback. Was that the case? <laughs> yeah, we did. We had lost the first game. My gosh, I don't even remember anymore. Maybe like 7-11 or 9-11 or something. And then we were down 2-6 in the second game. And we were able to turn it around at that point to win, win the second game 11-6 and then win that third game 11-0. Do you attribute that comeback to your competitiveness or how did you do it? I mean, definitely part of it to my competitiveness. For me, the game's not over until that last point is played out. And 
it was one of those things on the court where we were losing, but I didn't feel beat down. I didn't feel like we were out of it. The points were good and we just were missing a little bit too much. We were just making too many errors. So I knew that once we focus and once we locked in, that I thought that the momentum was going to shift. So I just, me and Casey had a timeout at 2-6 and we regathered ourselves and told ourselves that we need to really focus on moving our feet and getting physical and limiting those errors. And that's what kind of helped us turn it around. That's a great win. So now, given that you won, I guess now nowadays, technically the highest amateur division at 5.0, does that mean you're a pro now? I don't know. I mean, it's fun to say, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely trying to focus on playing pro at the pro level now. I mean, I think if I'm going to call myself a pro, it's definitely a lesser of the pros. I'm not Simone or any of those players, but I'm hoping that I can start chipping away at a couple of the pros and improving my game so I can really compete at that level. What does your schedule look like going forward over the the next few months or, you know, even the rest of the year in terms of tournaments? So some of it is undecided. I know for the next couple of months, I'm playing APP Punta Gorda and possibly Delray. And then, of course, I have signed up for the U.S. Open. So that's really what I'm focusing on right now. That's kind of my next thing that I really want to excel at and what's my motivation right now. After that, I haven't really scheduled much, but I'm sure that I will continue to play numerous tournaments throughout the year. Now, from our little bit of conversation before we started the interview, it sounds like you are traveling around the country playing pickleball, and then you're also a nanny. How do those two things work together? Yeah, so I'm really lucky. I have a work schedule that's super flexible. I am a nanny for a family who the parents work from home and the kids do go to school during the day. So really, at the moment, I just pick them up from school and hang out with them until the parents are off of work. So if I do have to be gone, the parents are home. They just don't really love the kids always jumping in on everything. So yeah, I'm just really fortunate to have a flexible schedule and they totally understand if I need to be gone for a couple of days to to go to these tournaments. And what is your goal around pickleball? Is it to make that your living and, and be a full-time pro? I mean, that would be really cool. I don't know how much opportunity there is within the sport to to really make it a living. And so that's something that I would need to figure out. I think the best opportunity for pickleball pros is to really grow a sort of social media presence and use that as a way to, to make money, if that makes sense. Because, I mean, obviously you can't win every single tournament and I'm not even really close to meddling at the moment. So not going to make any money there. But I think if I'm able to just play pickleball and be able to cover the costs and and limit my costs there, then I'm fine just playing pickleball all day long. I don't need I don't need to get a job. I tell everyone I don't want a job. So. Well, did you ever imagine yourself in this position after you graduated from college after playing tennis in college? 
No way. I mean, I didn't even know what pickleball was. And if I did, I'm pretty sure I would have just thought it was a retirement sport like most people do think. I didn't think there was any opportunity like this out there for me. I was an okay tennis player, but really nothing special. So obviously that was never something that I was considering was playing professional tennis. No way. So being able to play a sport at the professional level is so awesome and I love it, but I never would have seen this for myself. I would have thought that I was, I don't know, working in sales or doing something along those lines. So it's definitely different, but I can definitely say that I like the, I like the change in path. I also saw that you have a background in badminton. Badminton was, (laughs) you played for four years in high school? Yeah, I think I did. Now, I have to admit, I I don't think I've tr- talked to some squash players, talked to many racquetball players on the podcast. I don't really think I've played, talked to anybody who played much badminton. And I've, of course, talked to plenty of tennis players. So I know what tennis players bring to pickleball. But is there anything that you bring from badminton to pickleball? That's a good question. I did play badminton so long ago, but... If I could think of anything that I would have carried on, it might be more so like the footwork because in badminton, you do have more of those side lunges that you would see similar to pickleball when you're at the kitchen line and you're lunging for those dinks and moving your feet like that. So that might be something that I would say would carry over. A lot of people also think like the wrist flick is something that carries over to give you like a little bit more power when you're playing pickleball. So possibly those two. Let me ask you about the wrist flick because there's many cases in pickleball that you do not want to use your wrist. And as a Mm -hmm. former racquetball player, I, I totally get that. And of course I tend to do that at times, but you did mention there are times when to use a wrist flick. So when is that? Personally for me, I think, I use it on those higher balls. I have like a rolling rolling drive where I really flick my wrist to get a little bit of power on the ball. I will admit sometimes I get too much power going there, so I make a few errors. But I would say that's probably when also maybe on my serve, maybe I get a little bit of that power coming from my wrist. But I would say those are probably the two times when I use it the most. All right. Well, let me finish up with a couple questions. I want to circle back to something you had talked about earlier in in terms of helping with income and pickleball, doing pickleball related things and about social media. Is that something that you've started to do is create that social media presence centered around pickleball? Yeah. So that's something that I have really been focusing on in the past couple of weeks. It's funny because for a 24-year-old, I really am horrible at social media. I'm not a big poster. I don't do as much as maybe some of my friends the same age as me do. So trying to focus on that and grow my social media presence has been a bit of a challenge for me. So that's something that I'm focusing on, trying to post more, try and give people a look into my life and my pickleball journey, as you were talking about. So 
Yeah, that's definitely, I think it's so key to, to have a social media presence to get recognition from brands. So that's definitely something that I'm working on. Are you primarily on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok? What, what are your channels? Currently, I'm really focused on Instagram and Facebook. I am using TikTok a little bit, which will probably all be posted to my Instagram and Facebook. So they're all overlapping. But YouTube um, would be good to use if I was going to post my matches or something, which I should start doing. But I have not started using YouTube yet. It does sound, though, that you are documenting your journey a bit as you post. Anything that you can say to the audience in terms of just some really good tips that you have or, you know, anything that you might be posting that might be helpful? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm really trying to post anything about my life that kind of goes in accordance with my pickleball journey. So whether that's drilling ideas or training ideas. So things that you can do in the gym that will resonate with your performance on the court. Maybe what I'm fueling my body with, what I'm eating at tournaments, little things like that, or even just clips of rec games that I'm getting in. So really anything that has to do with my pickleball life and anything that someone might be interested in. If somebody wants to reach out and find you on social media, how can they find you? Yeah, so luckily there aren't too many Rachel Redgers in the world. So if you search my name on Facebook, I'll probably be the one to come up. On Instagram, my handle is at Ray underscore Rett. So that's R-A-Y underscore R-E-T-T. All right. Well, I will finish up with one last question. I do always like to ask the pros and given that you won the uh, highest amateur division, I would now put you in that category. Which uh, pickleball paddle do you use and why? I use the Gearbox GX5 Power Paddle. It I'm like so funny because it's the only paddle that I've ever played with. It is the one that I was introduced to the game with. And I've just continued to to use it. I haven't really tried many other paddles, but I have the just go by the motto. If it's not broke, don't fix it. So I feel like I'm doing pretty well with it. I personally love the power that I get from the gearbox. And that's something that I think sets my game apart as a female. So that's the paddle that I'm using currently. All right. Gearbox, I know, is a, a great company because I always use their racquetball racket. So mm-hmm. I can understand why you might like that paddle. Yeah, it's great. I really enjoy it. Rachel, thank you so much for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast. I really enjoyed watching you and I look forward to watching your career as you continue on your journey. Thank you so much, Lynn. I appreciate you having me on here today. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 